hear Artist Uprising. We have started a movement. Call it a revival for arts and entertainment, call it a renaissance or united belief. That creativity should be undoubtedly expressed in a way that shapes culture for the better. That artists should have the resources they need to do the work that runs through their veins. And with the gathering of resources, we will one day abolish the phrase, starving artist. Day and night, the movement does not cease, for creativity never sleeps. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Artist Uprising podcast. I'm your host, Larry G. Thanks so much for taking time out of your day to dive into another episode with us as we listen, learn, and grow. Now, if you haven't yet, please make sure to hit the subscribe button to get notifications on upcoming episodes. Today's guest is Ryan Humbert of the band The Shootouts. The Shootouts are known for their energetic blend of honky-tonk, Americana, and traditional country. After releasing their acclaimed 2019 debut, Quick Draw, the band charted top 50 on Americana Radio and in 2020 were nominated for an Ameripolitan Music Award for Best Honky Tonk Group. They've shared the stage with luminaries such as Marty Stewart, Jim Lauderdale, the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, Radney Foster, Sheryl Crow, and many more. Their new album, Bullseye, was produced by Grammy nominee and BR549 founder Chuck Mead. The album ranges from catchy pedal steel field numbers such as Everything I Know to two-step worthy tunes such as Here Come the Blues to never-before-recorded fan-live favorites Rattlesnake Whiskey and Saturday Night Town. As a musician myself, I personally enjoyed my conversation with Ryan discussing the origins of the band, the upcoming album, and so much more. I hope you enjoy this one. How are you doing, Ryan? I am doing well. Thank you so much for uh, having me. Thank you so much for being a part of this. I'm uh, looking forward to getting to know more about you and your band. But uh, first off, I'd like just to ask you a random question. What's the last song you listened to? The last song I listened to? Uh, you know, uh, I'm actually getting ready to produce a record for a, a buddy of mine, a fantastic singer-songwriter named Mark Lee Shannon. And the last song I listened to was a song of his over Zoom, this morning, as as we were uh, kind of doing pre-production on on the new record and and trying to figure out which songs we wanted to put on there, and that is the last song I listened to today. Isn't it amazing, like how things are like na- how people are navigating in this day and age with <laughs> Zoom call writing sessions? You know, yeah. It, it, I'll tell you what. It really it's one of those things that you know before uh, before COVID, I, I don't really think that it's something that we thought about that much. You know, like it was something that, that of course existed, but it wasn't something that was like our primary focus. And now, you know, it's, it's weird if you, if you don't do it, you know? Right. So, right. uh, you know, it's, it's definitely, um, changed the ball game, you know, has it changed in the sense, you know, that feeling you get, uh, when you're in a room with someone and you're working on a song and like the energy, uh, is it different? Like working on, you know, through a Zoom call, like trying to, you know, get that energy or feel that energy that you would have, you know, in person, but instead you're doing it over like a computer. You know, I I would say that honestly, like, I think you can still get that energy as long as the technology doesn't get in the way. And, And what I mean by that is that, you know, when I was talking with my friend Mark today and, you know, we were working on these songs and just, he was playing them for me. We were talking about them. You know, there's a little bit of a lag time and sometimes in the microphones or things of that nature. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, honestly, that's really the only thing that holds you back. I mean, 
Um, by the end of that call today, I mean, we were both really excited about this new record. And, uh, you know, would we have had that same excitement if we were in the room together working? Well, yeah, of course we would have. But, you know, we were in technology, you know, goofs aside, we were still able to, to walk away feeling good about it. So, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you're, you're still able to accomplish what you need to accomplish. It just sometimes is, a you know, we're all adjusting to that different process. New life, new times. Um, so I want to get right into the name, The Shootouts. How did you guys get that name? And uh, how did the band meet? Like, give me the origin of the, of the band. Sure. So, uh, you know, the whole thing started when I met our guitarist, Brian Poston. Uh, we met uh, because a friend of mine introduced us. He knew I was looking for a guitarist at that point in time. I, I was doing more singer-songwriter uh, stuff. And uh, Brian and I kind of bonded over our love of real classic country music. And, and we kind of would lament that, you know, you don't really hear it on the radio nowadays. And, and, you know, for about a year, we talked about just booking a night, going out, doing it under a, a fake name, you know, not under, you know, any of the, 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 the band names that we were working in, anything like that. And just going out and having a fun time playing this music that we love. And it was about a year before we finally got serious about it. And, uh, you know, my motto is anything worth doing is worth overdoing. And so we did it right. You know, we went out there, we, we, um, figured out what, what we wanted to, the band to be and, and sound like and say, and went out there and played our first show. We did it under the name of Shooter Sharp and the Shootouts. And it was meant to be kind of a tongue in cheek nod to Buck Owens and the Buckaroos or Merle Haggard and the Strangers or, uh, you know, Bob Wills and his Texas Playboys, things like that. Yeah. And, and so we went out and did that first show and man, it, I, I got to tell you, it was literally like I was struck by lightning. I, I, I just, by that point I'd been a musician for, you know, 10 years and, and all of a sudden I, I, it just felt like everything clicked. It was like one of those scenes in the movie where like your whole life flashes, you know, before you. And, and I felt like that throughout that whole show. And I thought, okay, th this is what I was meant to be doing. Like it, it, we, I finally got, it got here. And, uh, you know, I'd always loved country music. I'd kept it at a little bit of an arm's distance. I would dabble in little things that were country-ish and then yeah. go back to the songwriter stuff. Yeah. But all of a sudden, you, you know, I got to the point where I thought, you know what? Screw it. I, I don't, you know, this is it. This is what I'm meant to be doing. It clicked. It felt right. Brian felt it. We just knew it was the right thing. And uh, so, you know, here we are a few years later. Uh, before we put out our, our first um you know, I guess you could say national or international release, uh, quick draw. Yeah. We dropped the first part of the name. Uh, and we, and, and a lot of that actually came from Radney Foster. who's a friend of mine, friend of the band. Okay. Uh, opened for him numerous times. And we were talking on the phone one day and he said, have you ever thought about shortening the name? And I said, you know, it's funny you mentioned that I, I literally was just getting ready to, you know, broach that. And he said, the shootouts is a, is a badass name, man. He goes, take it, go, you know, that's what you need to do. And that was the right call. And so we shortened it. We went with the shootouts and he's right. It is a fun name. It's cool. It's easy to, easy to remember, uh, you know, for the most part. And, uh, <laughs> and, you know, and, and so we just, <laughs> we just decided that that was it. And, you know, that, that's really how the band started, where the name came from. Uh, it just felt right. And, and I knew that, that, uh, you know, what was meant to be a side project 
you know, was taking on a life of its own. And uh, I, I don't ever intend on looking back. Can you tell me a little bit more about the band? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, uh, as I mentioned earlier, Brian Poston, uh, a huge part of, of why the shootouts even started, phenomenal guitarist and pedal steel player and become a great friend. Um, and, and really, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, the de facto music director in the band, uh, right. uh, just a, a talented guy, man. Very, very talented. He also put out a, a solo record, a little solo EP during the pandemic. You can find links on our website. Um, and also, uh, our, our fantastic rhythm section, Dylan Gomez and Ryan McDermott, man, they are, they are just a, a total train, man. They, they, uh, they know when to play. They know when not to play. Uh, and, you know, just good guys. Ryan McDermott, easily one of the funniest guys I've ever met. And uh, also my longtime backup singer. She has been with me now uh, for we are going on 18 years singing together. We were just kids when we met in college. And um, she's been with me with everything, every project I've ever done, uh, whether it's something I've produced or, or something I've produced for another artist or anything like that. She's been with me for every step of the way. At first, when we started the shootout, she was like, no, no, you, you just, you know, go have fun with side project i finally talked her into coming to a show uh it was for my grandpa's 85th birthday the band played at a big outdoor gathering and she came she goes i would do anything for your grandpa so she came she learned the set she joined us we walked up stage and she looked at me she's like i get it now i get it i totally get (laughs) it and she was she was in yeah and so you know um it's really one of the joys in, in my life is getting to sing with her um, we've known each other for so long. We, we know how each other sings. We know how each other phrases. Uh, and it's really fun to have that, that type of a relationship with another vocalist. So, uh, that would be my longtime partner, Emily Bates. That's a little bit about, uh, about the band. Love that. And so you had been doing music for 10 years. You said before this whole thing happened, what were you doing as far as like, uh, genre wise music? What were you doing? You know, much more like pop rock singer songwriter stuff. Okay. Uh, but you know, the funny thing is, is that it was pop rock singer songwriter, with definitely with like an Americana tilt to it a little bit. Yeah. I mean, uh, certainly some things that that wouldn't fit at all with what the shootouts are doing, or even anywhere close. Yeah. But um, you know, I'd had a little bit of success here and there, just some little random things, and 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 I, I kind of felt like that's what I I felt like that's what I should be doing, but it really wasn't what. I was meant to be doing, if that makes sense. You know, at some point, things things clicked, right? And uh, the shootouts clicked. And it just, I, I had, I'd had a lot of people before that that had ever said, it. you ever thought about, you know, going country? And, and at the time, I would always take that as like, well, gosh, I, I, the last thing I want to do is, is, you know, hop into the bro country category. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we decided that we were going to basically follow our own path. And, you know, the music that we do as a shootout, it is, it is, definitely rooted in classic country it's, it's rooted in bakersfield it's rooted in in west texas it's rooted in in western swing and and it's rooted in you know all of the aspects a little bit of bluegrass here and there i mean it's rooted in all the aspects of traditional real country music where country music came from and that's that's you know we take all of those things that we love and we kind of you know throw it into the pot and that's what makes up the shootout so tell me about Bullseye, the new album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're very excited about it. It's our second uh, second official album. Uh, the first record was called Quick Draw. This one is called Bullseye. I'm sure you can see the theme there. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> and actually, it's, kind of, it's, it's actually the it's shootouts. Actually kind of fun. The shootouts. The shootouts with Bullseye and Quick Draw. So something that's kind of fun, honestly, is that both of the title tracks 
uh, are instrumental songs that were written by our guitarist, Brian. Oh, he wow. is absolutely, he is a freak of nature, man. He, he, he loves this music. He, he has done deep, deep dives on country guitarists and pedal steel players because he plays both instruments. And, um, so he wrote both of those songs and, um, you know, when he told me, when I told him, I said, I want you to write an instrumental for the record. And so, I mean, the, the demo for quick draw ended up in my, in my inbox, like three days later and it was complete. And I thought, God, this is, this is so good. And I said, what are you going to call it? He goes, I think I want to call it quick draw. And I said, well, you just named the record. And you know, so it, it really, we kind of, I kind of figured that that would be kind of a fun trend. Had him do the same thing with this record wrote the song, he said, I'm going to call it Bullseye. And uh, I said, well, there it is. There's the title track again, you know. So uh, it's funny, My our backup singer, Emily, she goes, how long do you guys think you can keep this <laughs> keep this going? I mean, and it's, I said, it's amazing. I man. said, don't, yeah, I said, don't, uh, don't dare us. We'll, we'll keep going. So uh, we're very excited about Bullseye. So is there a it, theme? It, is there a theme you would say with this, with this, with this particular album? Not particularly. I think what it does is it takes what, what we established with Quick Draw. It takes kind of, you know, what we set out to, to do as, as a band, and it just expands on it. I think that Quick Draw, uh, you know, I absolutely love that record. But, you know, like with anything, you can't put 40 songs on a record. But so, you know, it, it definitely showed who we, who we were and, and who we wanted to be. Yeah. And now Quick Draw is taking that to the next step. So, or bullseye, I'm sorry, bullseye is bullseye. taking that to the next yeah. step. So, uh, you know, they're like, for example, one of the things that I did is I said, what are we missing with quick draw? What, like, what could take our live show and expand upon it? Uh, and so you realize that, you know, we didn't have any songs in minor keys on bullseye. We didn't have any, you know, good old fashioned hardwood country shuffle on, on quick draw. So, uh, you know, decided that, that I wanted to kind of, make a record that would expand upon what we were doing that would help inform our live set. Um, and, you know, and I think that this record is maybe just a little bit more, you know, lean and mean than, than quick draw is. I think this record's really going to play well live. Um, out of 12 songs, there's only two of them that are slower songs. It, it's definitely meant to be a more uh, upbeat and fun record. And, and we kind of did that on purpose. I think people need to, you know, to be able to, drive around and, and roll the windows down and, and try to, you know, have a little bit of fun in life right now. Well, you know, we, we touched, we touched on that earlier, how you were doing the writing session through zoom and, you know, and how COVID, you know, the pandemic has kind of affected a lot of things in general, especially music, the industry itself, as far as the album bullseye, how was that experience? Like, did you record it during quarantine? Uh, yeah. Just tell me all about how that thing came to play. Sure. So, um, you know, we, we had the opportunity to work with producer Chuck Mead on, on this. And Chuck, uh, if, if you're a fan of the Americana, you know, country world, uh, you know who Chuck is. I mean, he was a lead singer of BR549, uh, one of the bands that we certainly modeled ourselves after when we were starting, you know, the shootout. We, we said, who do we want to, you know, uh, be like? What bands do we, do we respect and honor, you know, honor? And, they were one of them. And so, you know, to be able to work with him, uh, it was really a, a special treat for us. Um, I met him in 2019, a couple different times, uh, through mutual friends. I also interviewed him for a radio show. I, I, I'm a radio host, 
um, part, you know, it's kind of like a little side hustle and, Oh, no wonder why I was like, man, your voice and everything is like <laughs> legit. You, you, the way that you're just so easy to work with. I was like, man, this is awesome. <laughs> well, I like, yeah, I have a radio. Show. You have to work. You must work radio or something, man. Yeah, I, I have a radio show every Sunday morning on a station here in Akron uh, called the Americana Roundup. Uh, and, and I get played two hours of Americana music every Sunday morning on the Summit FM in Akron, Ohio. Uh, and then I actually just recently turned that into a 24-7 streaming version of the channel. Now, I don't host that, but I do occasionally do special programming on that. And that's at AmericanaRoundup.com. And it's literally, it's free. It's a passion project trying to continue to expose, you know, Americana music to the masses. And so, uh, yeah, that's kind of my background. So I, I interviewed Chuck for a radio interview and gave him a copy of Quick Draw, and uh, we ended up running into each other again at Americana Fest in Nashville. He really liked the record. Uh, you know, I asked him, I said, any chance you'd want to produce a record for us? And he said, yeah, I think I would. And uh, that was it. You know, we, we set some dates. And uh, the crazy thing about it is that uh, about a week and a half at most, before we were supposed to arrive in Nashville, uh, a, a terrible tornado went through and really did a lot of damage and, and, and caused a lot of a lot of problems and a lot of damage for a lot of folks in East Nashville. I remember that. And uh, yeah, it was, it was awful. Uh, Chuck uh, lost his carport, lost a couple cars. Wow. I mean, and he, and that was, that was some of the least amount of damage on his street. I mean, right. people lost houses. Yeah. And, um, and so, you know, I talked to him, I said, do you still want to do it? You still want us to come down next week? And he said, yeah, go ahead. Let's do it. Let's still come, you know, let's, let's go through with it. So we did a, we did a short run of, of shows. Uh, I think we played Chicago, Indianapolis, and we did a sold out show in Columbus, Ohio on uh, March 7th and March 8th, we drove to Nashville. We set up and the next day we started recording and that, that's when the world changed. I mean, that whole week is when, you know, COVID, you know, took over the United States basically and people yeah. didn't know what to make of it and, and, and everything's getting shut down and the world's mm -hmm. getting shut down. It was a weird time, man. I mean, here we are locked in a studio trying our best to make a great record. And, uh, you know, you're watching your phone and you're, you're getting cancellations of, of tour dates and festival shows. And I mean, much like every band, I mean, we lost thousands, thousands of dollars worth of shows some great opportunities, great gigs. And of course, you know, I, I wouldn't, I, I would of course not, you know, you don't want to risk anybody's health or, or anything like that. Their well-being, everything that is way more important. But it, it definitely sucks. I mean, we're trying to make a record, and you're getting these notifications that all this stuff is canceled. Uh, by the end of the week, you know, here we were knee deep in the record. Things were going great, and yet every show on our calendar had been canceled. Wow! So it was a weird time to make a record, man. And uh, you know, by the time we left and went back to Ohio, we weren't even sure if we could get back in in the state, you know, I mean, it was a, it was really, that's strange. what I was wondering. We were like, yeah. We're like, is our, the border going to be shut down? Like, yeah. I mean, nobody really knew what to expect at that point. So, uh, you know, we got home and here we had this amazing record and, uh, and you know, we weren't sure what was going to happen with it. Now, the one thing that was, I guess you could say a slight positive about, about having all this downtime is that it really gave us a chance to kind of focus in on the record, you know, we, we cut 15 songs, which is way too many for a record. So we ended up, uh, you know, really having a chance to live with the songs, whittle it down to the 12 that are on the record. We've got three bonus tracks that are going to come out eventually. Yeah. Um, 
And, you know, and we also, we did a couple little overdubs at a studio here in Kent and we, and we, uh, Kent, Ohio, a beautiful private studio up there. And, and we were able to, um, you know, figure out a way to do that safely and with COVID protocol. And we, we did a few overdubs and, uh, we had, we mixed the whole thing long distance. Our, our mix engineer, Chad Brown, uh, lives in Nashville and he would mix and send mixes to me and I would listen to him in my car and at my computer and, you know, and at my sound system and send him notes and we would go back and forth. I mean, so, uh, we ended up having a little bit more time to work on the record, which I think is a positive, but, uh, you know, I don't like how we got there, of course. Right. (laughs) Right. Well, you know, like now with, with the album uh, just about to come out, you know, typically, you know, in a pre COVID world, you'd be doing, uh, you know, shows, press runs and whatnot for that. What does that look like as far as for the remainder of 2021 on releasing your music live shows and, and whatnot? Are you going to be focusing on live streams or, or how is this going to work? Yeah. You know, it, it, we're, I, mean, I think like with anybody, it, here we are a year in. I think a lot of people are still trying to figure it out because, you know, COVID is changing things on a daily basis. And, and obviously, I, I, I think that we are on the uphill swing. But what does that uphill swing look like? Is it two months, three months, or is it still another two years? I don't think anybody knows. And, um, you know, we're not really going to be able to promote the record live that much. I mean, we are are booking slowly but surely a couple little things throughout the summer. Um, You know, we're only accepting shows that we feel that that we can feel safe at. But more importantly, that, that, you know, fans and or people that are attending the concerts that they can feel safe at. So, um, you know, largely things that are local, regional, um, we're going to do our best to, to book things that just feel right. But, uh, and a lot of that's going to still depend here on what happens over the next month or two with the vaccine. I think everybody's kind of hedging their bets. I've even noticed that some festivals are waiting a little longer to announce or book. And um, I think everybody's just hoping against hope that, you know, well, man, maybe fall, maybe we can get back and do it. But, you know, I'm also hearing a word on the street that, you know, some of the, some of the big guns, they're not planning on even going out until 2022 at this point. Exactly. So, That's what I've been hearing in 2022. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we're doing our best to promote this record uh, virtually, you know, with uh, folks like yourself where we can we can hop on a call and, and chat. And we, of course, appreciate that. Um, is it a different world than trying to promote a record, you know, pre-COVID? Of course it is. But we're making the best of it. We've got a fantastic team behind us uh great you know great folks at our label and our, our pr house and, all, and and our radio uh, we're getting ready to go to radio here soon um with our first single off the record and you know I, we feel good about it we're, we're just going to do everything we can to, to spread the word uh, our team has been great and you know we're going to play it as it play it as it lays what can your fans expect from your upcoming album yeah, you know, I think as I said earlier, it, it was meant to be a fun album. You know, when we were rooting through the 15 songs uh, that, that we had recorded, um, you know, I said, okay, what, what's the narrative here? What do we want people to take away from this? And I kept going back to the, the upbeat songs. And part of that was probably, you know, um, a reflection of where I was even with, with the pandemic and, and saying, okay, you know, I, let's make a record that's really fun for people. So uh, the three songs that, that I decided to leave as, as kind of uh, in the vault bonus tracks that will come out eventually. It's not that they're not great songs. Uh, they just didn't quite fit with, with I think where the album was telling me it needed to go. Right. right. So, you know, I decided that, that it was meant to be a fun record. There are only there's two slow songs on the record, two slower songs, more ballads. 
Uh, but they were such strong songs that they, they, they spoke up and said they needed to be on this record. Um, and then, you know, the rest of the 10 songs outside of the, uh, outside of those other two, uh, you know, they, they are fun tracks. It's, it's, it's an upbeat album. Like I said, it's kind of lean and mean. Uh, it's a record that I think we're going to have a lot of fun playing live. I think we can get some people, you know, off their, off their, uh, off their seats and, and dancing. And, awesome. uh, yeah, you know, it's a, like I said, I think it's a record that's going to play well, uh, with the other songs in our catalog, the songs from quick draw and, you know, just continue to flesh out who the heck we are and, and what we're trying to do. What were some of the influences uh, that you that you had like during the making of the album? Well, you know, it, it's funny you say that because I think with the last record, you know, the influences were slightly different. Like the last record, we had a, a you know a couple songs that were more maybe Western swing influenced. Right. Uh, with this record, we didn't really have any of the Western swing stuff. We, we had you know even we on this record we actually have a song that is influenced a little bit more by some of the artists that were around in the eighties and nineties. Of, of country oh, nice. like the Mavericks or Dwight Yoakam yeah. or you know Marty Stewart and his fabulous superlatives or or BR five four nine or Patty Loveless or George Strait. I mean, there's a few things that even re- would remind you of that. But you know, still at the end of the day, there's there's stuff on here that also sounds a little bit like you know Buck Owens uh, and the Buckaroos. Or there's a few songs on here that are a little bit more Americana. Or uh, there's a, there's actually a song in here that's very kind of vintage. Um, you know, maybe uh, Memphis rockabilly country. You know, so um, and and as I mentioned, with the, the first the first minor key shootout song is on this album, and it's a it's a it's a dark tune that uh, tells the story of uh, some guys that are making moonshine whiskey. So I mean, <laughs> it's yeah. I'll tell you, you know, I'll tell you what. It 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 was a fun record to make, and and a lot of that had to do with we had a great a, a nice batch of tunes that we knew would would stand up. Um, with each other and also Chuck me, you know, I mean, getting to work with him as a producer, he really brought uh, some enthusiasm to the studio. He really was a cheerleader. You know, he knew, he knew when to, when to stand up and, and, and pat you on the back and he knew when to say, Hey, let's try this here. But, but, you know, bedside manner as a producer is, is really an important part of the process. And, right. you know, and Chuck knew when to do that. He knew when to rally the troops and he knew also when to, you know, pull you in and tell you a dirty joke. You know, I mean, he, he, he just, uh, you know, we, we left Nashville feeling like that was a fantastic experience. And if you can leave the studio feeling that way, you know, you've got to hope that that, that is reflected on, on tape, on the record. And I think with this album, it is, man, I, uh, you've got me like super excited, ready to hear this album, man. Um, (laughs) and it drops on all platforms, April the 30th, correct? Yeah, April 30th. And we are actually, we have pre-orders available right now on our website for uh, a lot of the physical stuff, a lot of the physical product. We're doing two different colors of vinyl. We've got a 45. Uh, there's a song on the, on the record called Another Mother, which is dedicated to my mom who passed away in 2018. Okay. And we did a special edition 45 that has a bonus song on it. actually has an acoustic version oh, cool. of that song as well on the 45 that you can't get anywhere else. So we've got two different colors of vinyl, the 45, we've got a bunch of new t-shirts. We've got a rattlesnake whiskey shot glass, uh, which is the name of that, that one song I was telling you about. So we've got some fun stuff. And honestly, it's the best way you can support artists right now is by going to their website and buying directly from them. And I'm not just talking about us. I mean, any artist. I mean, that is the quickest way that you can help, uh, you know, support artists when we're not really able to, to go out and tour. 
uh, is, is ordering directly from the artist. Exactly. And one other thing we'd like to know is how can our listeners uh, get in touch with you, like listen to your music as far as like, sure. just, you know, find yeah. out more about the band? Yeah, absolutely. Our, our website uh, is shootoutsmusic.com. And as I mentioned, the store is there. We've got a whole bunch of information, photos. You can listen to a bunch of stuff from, from you know, from the band, a lot of videos, that, content there as well. And then we're on all the social platforms. We're on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at, at Shootouts Music as well. And, uh, you know, we're, we're going to be out there quite a bit. We've been busy promoting this record. And so hopefully they'll be hearing more about us. But shootoutsmusic.com or shootouts, you know, the shootouts or shootouts music on any of the social platforms will we'll put you in touch with us as well. Oh, that's great, Ryan. Well, we've got a few more questions here for you. Here, yeah. here at Artist Uprising, you know, our podcast is to help uplift, inspire uh, upcoming artists, creatives, musicians, anyone in the creative field. That's, that's what we want to, you know, uplift here on this podcast. So, my question is, what advice would you give to an aspiring artist out there who's either trying to get a start or continue playing in this, you know, new world? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's really no different than any, any business. You've got to, you know, you've got to uh, hone your craft. You've got to be able to stick with it. Uh, you know, you've got to, you know, you're going to get just as many no's as you do yeses. And uh, that's okay. You know, that's really no different than any business. I mean, you really have to, um, you know, take the good with the bad. You've got to, you've got to work hard. Um, you know, it's, it's a tough job. It's, it really is a tough job. It's a crazy business to, to try to be a part of, um, but persistence and, you know, and, and paying your dues really does pay off. You know, um, you've got to put the time and the energy and the money and, and the work ethic and all of that in. Um, you know, and, and just not give up. I mean, there are, there are times when people might tell you, you know, you should be doing something else and, you know, maybe you should, maybe you shouldn't, but that's not up to them to decide. That's up to you to decide. And, um, you know, if, if you really truly believe that you, uh, this is what you're meant to be doing, then stick with it. Keep practicing, keep honing what you're doing. Um, you know, figure out where your niche is in the music world and, and just keep pushing. And, and if it's meant to be, it'll happen. And if it, if it isn't meant to be, then you'll find that out too. Never give up. Gotta love that. I'd love to close the show now with a few rapid fire questions, Ryan. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Um, so last song that made you cry. Uh, well, I, I mean, I hate to say it, but it's the song off of our record that I wrote about my mom. Uh, it's, you know, she, she passed away unexpectedly, very tragically right in front of my sister and I on, on Thanksgiving of 2018. Uh, she was cooking dinner one minute and, and laughing. And the next minute she was on the ground and gone. And so, um, you know, that, that is a song that is very personal to me and, and very, uh, difficult to listen to sometimes. And I recently, you know, we finished up that acoustic version and, and listened back to the 45 and, uh, you know, it got me choked up. man. Wow. Well, my condolences, man. Thank you. Appreciate that. Last movie that made you cry. Last movie that made me cry. Oh my gosh. Um, you know, there, it was a movie, it was a documentary on Netflix. Uh, called Secret Love, and it was about two women that fell in love uh, back in the 1940s, and for nearly 60 years they hid their relationship. And uh, boy, it was a very touching, very very touching. Uh, you know, love is love, man, and that's 
That's what I believe. And I that's what this documentary says. I love it, and man. it was it was very touching to see these two women uh, shortly before, you know, I think one of them passed, has passed away. One has not. They were together for nearly 70 years, I think wow. it was. And wow. they they finally got married, you know, and just a really, really touching, really cool uh, documentary called Secret Love. That's Secret on, Love. I think it's on Netflix. Okay, I will definitely check that out. Um, favorite up and coming artists we should be listening to now. Wow, let's see. Favorite up and coming new artist. Uh, yeah, there's so many, so many good ones out there right now. You know, I, I, I maybe she's not up and coming at this point, but I tell you what, man, I, I'm just obsessed with an artist named Yola. Yola, uh, okay. Is, yeah, Yola. Y O L A. Uh, her last, her uh, first album uh, is called Walk Through Fire. Came out, I think, a year and a half ago or so. Produced by Dan Arbach from the Black Keys, and okay. man, he just nailed it. Uh, it is, it is a little bit of country, a little bit, a lot of soul. And, and she is from uh, the UK, an amazing voice, an amazing vocalist. I had the opportunity to interview her as well. And just a total sweetheart. Um, and, and, you know, man, there are few people that, that can sing like her. Um, had the chance to see her at the Ryman Auditorium in Nashville as part of Americana Fest in, in 2019 and just brought the house down. So if you're not familiar with Yola, uh, I would highly, highly recommend it. Well, I will definitely check that out. Um, the very last question here for you at this very moment, Ryan, what are you most grateful for? You know, as of right now, man, I'm most grateful for, you know, you, the, the pandemic has really put a lot into perspective. And, uh, you know, as, as you're watching, you know, people get sick and, and die and you're watching, you know, people that you know lose loved ones and and people lose their jobs and and all these different things you know it really puts things into perspective i'm thankful for uh you know having a roof over my head i'm thankful for being largely pretty healthy and uh largely you know thankful for some of the time that i was given um by the pandemic and i don't say that you know to be um disrespectful but you know all of us had to kind of rethink our, our lives, you know, with how the pandemic was affecting us. And it, it gave me, you know, I was running a mile a minute and had been for many, many years and, and one thing to the next. And all of a sudden that stopped and I was home and you had the opportunity to really reflect on, on, you know, where you are and where you want to go. And, um, you know, I'm thankful for having that, opportunity as, as weird as it is to say that because it's it's shown me that like when when this whole thing is said and done whatever that looks like um you know it, it's given me the time to figure out what i want my path to look like so that i don't you know bury myself you know in yeah. in, in being too busy or doing the wrong things and and not being satisfied because you know we only have one opportunity to on this earth here and you know COVID has shown that it, it can it can be over in a minute you know, so um, I'm, I'm thankful for for all of those things, and uh, hopefully, you know, it's a chance for other people to, to reflect a little bit on on how, where their life is and, and where you want it to be when this is done. Couldn't have said it better myself. Well, Ryan, thanks so much for being on the Artist Uprising podcast today, and to all our listeners, you can stream the Shootouts music on all streaming platforms, and make sure to grab their new album Bullseye, which comes out April the thirtieth. 
Ryan, continued success to you and your bandmates, and we'll talk to you soon. Hey, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. We are the artists that make our cities one of a kind. We are the artists behind all the beauty, even in your home. From the architecture that defines the place where you rest, to the space in between lined with fine art, handcrafted furniture, and vintage finds, there was an artist who gave you a priceless gift, a piece of themselves. It is our mission to abolish the term starving artistry. This podcast is about interviewing those who have paved the way with their successes in the arts and entertainment industry. Tune in as they give other emerging artist listeners tips to success, as well as advice in the midst of a tipping point. This podcast series will also be a platform to discover together new emerging talent from all over the world. Stay tuned and explore the next Artist Uprising. Use hashtag Artist Uprising to join the movement.